Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's always an honor to come across your airwaves. Here with me, as always, my friend, my co-host, and my cohort in crime, Stephanie. And and uh, Stephanie, so Emmy has high heels. She just came in. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am so excited about that. And uh, <laughs> I know Emmy is, too. And, and yeah. uh, so, wow, a lot going on for you guys. You're wrapping up your school year, I guess, or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, just a month or two yeah. out. and and knocking those things out. And that's always exciting. And uh, so folks, we're cruising along here. Uh, You know, this podcast is all about those with hurting hearts, those with PTSD, those who've been through junk, or those who want to help folks who've been through junk. I I think the whole world, if somebody was to stand in front of the whole world and say, raise your hand if you've been through junk, every hand in the entire world would be raised high. Because certainly we've all been through junk. And so we've started this podcast, um, Stephanie, with the idea of reaching out to folks who are hurting, and and God's allowed us to do that for two years and a couple months now, and 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 so along the way, a couple of weeks ago, we decided that we're going to start talking about a characteristic of PTSD. So every single day, as we go into the podcast, we're going to talk about you know things that are characteristically you know, not happy things, but characteristically seem to go with people with hurting hearts, seem to go with people with PTSD, going down the wrong road, whatever the case may be. And and one of those things is maintaining close relationships and the difficulty that's involved with that for those people with PTSD. And sometimes we're so hypervigilant, we shut down, we, we don't go out of our way to listen to people, or we don't pick up the phone and talk to people or continue on with those relationships and make new contacts and things like that. If we're not careful, Stephanie, those of us with PTSD can find ourselves just, uh, you know, fainting uh, because we have mm-hmm. this ministry. We faint not, the Bible says. We can find ourselves, uh, you know, laying down on a job. And, you know, I was thinking, I was just talking to Stephanie right after we prayed about what Bible verses I thought God would have us start with. And I think as we look at these, you know, maintaining these relationships or losing them, we need to go to First Peter 4, and we say, and above all things, have fervent charity, the word love there, among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. And, and boy, it can be hard, Stephanie, with that hospitality. Sometimes we just want to shut down, but, but here's God telling us to use hospitality, uh, to be good to one another, to invite somebody over, to have a piece of cake together, to have a latte together, and to every man, uh, as every man hath receiveth the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of Christ. And, and we could keep on going here in Peter uh, four. I, I just think the most important thing we got to understand, Stephanie, I think in my mind, as we're looking at first Peter, as we know those of us who suffer from PTSD is PTSD will suck your relationships right out of your life. 
they, yeah. it will. You know, we get depressed, we get caught up in things, we feel hopeless, we, uh, we get suicidal. Boy, you name it, we can get it. If we don't have God, we need to fill ourselves with God so that the devil doesn't show up with so many of these different things. But, boy, relationships seem to fail, Stephanie, with folks with PTSD. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. You have to work um, to keep those, you know, I think part of it is we're on edge. Um, I should speak for myself. I, I get on edge. And so it really becomes, I think there's a beauty in it in that when you have PTSD, and you, so you're struggling with a relationship, you know, and I'm not talking of a boundaries relationship. I'm talking just a normal relationship and having to get the Lord's help to work through it. it in some ways it can be exciting because you can get to see God do amazing things Right. because we know we're broken. We know we're messed up. We yeah. know, we know we struggle with trust. You know, if you've dealt with betrayal, if that's a part of your trauma, you're going to struggle with trust. And so understanding that, okay, this is a weakness I have. This is a struggle I have. So God, would you help me with this? And um, it can be exciting in that sense that you get to see God mend relationships or help you work through things that maybe you wouldn't have struggled with if you hadn't been in a position where, you know, you had a trauma that had brought some of that on. Exactly. And and I think, you know, we've seen this, Stephanie, as you and I talk through some of the things you've went through if I, as I've went through my things. Uh, one of the things that'll come to mind is, you know, that comes to my mind uh, when I think about these verses and I think about what we go through. Uh, I'd remind you that even when you and I started working together, you would think that I was mad at you or didn't want to talk. Yeah. If I got busy and, you know, we missed a day talking with one another or something like that, you 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 might think that, you know, at some point I was mad yeah. with you or frustrated or something like that. And that wasn't the case at all. And And I've had those same thoughts. This isn't just something that I point to Stephanie and say, Stephanie, you had this. No, 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 no. No, folks, what I'm telling you is we all got a little bit of this. And so yeah. add PTSD to this, you know, add these things. And, yeah. and I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who, you know, in my life, maybe some people are petty and things like that. And God knows I have my share of that stuff. But when it comes to relationship, you know, it, or relationships, if I get weird, I tell people, hey, you're making me mad. You know, I'm weird with this. Stop <laughs> it. But most people aren't used to folks like me. Well, I'm encouraging you to do the godly thing here. And uh, to use hospitality, to talk to one another, to say, hey, is everything all right? Can we still hang out? Do you want to come over for brownies? No one has ever said no to Starbucks, to brownies, to spaghetti and meatballs, to hanging out together, to apple pie, to, to Stephanie's cream cheese, make-believe Starbucks muffins, uh, <laughs> pumpkin cream cheese. No one says no to those things. Those muffins right there, they, they could promote world peace. You could, you could load a thousand of them on a plane and send them over to Putin. And it'd probably stop the war in Ukraine just to eat them. And uh, so, folks, that's what I'm talking about here. And I know I got a little silly there, but I will say this. We get so far when PTSD shows up, when the junk shows up, when our minds go weird, when things go sideways and somebody doesn't call us back right away or somebody doesn't uh, check in on us or someone doesn't say hi at church, it doesn't mean they're mad at you. It doesn't mean the world has come to an end. It doesn't mean that things are over. It just means maybe they got busy and maybe we need to be the hospitable ones. That's all I want to say. I, I think beating this up anymore would be silly, but I, I think, you know what I'm saying, Stephanie, we've, you know, yeah. you and I have seen these things. Yeah. 
over yeah. and over again. And it, it's so easy to fall into that snare from the devil that, oh, these people don't like you. You know, they're mad at you, whatever the case may be. The devil wants to take our joy and joy comes through relationships so much. We get our joy from God and God gives us these great relationships. And boy, the devil wants us to think sideways about these relationships. Don't do it. Don't buy into it. Don't be part of it and uh, you'll be okay. So here we are. We're in Proverbs 16, 10, Stephanie. It says, the divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. Uh, So we think of that word divination, divination, and it's a uh, I don't think it's used here in the sense of a cult or something like that. It's just, it, it, you know, divine is like this wise guidance, is this wisdom that's on the lips of the king. It's a, it's a it's a good thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and but then it reminds us that you, you know those same lips, you know, uh, we, we want them to speak of wisdom and discernment. And they, we shouldn't use them to go beyond God and his judgment and uh, it, it transgress. I, I think that there's an idea here as I look at this verse is uh, divine is a good thing. It, it's of mm-hmm. God. I do. And uh, uh, and I I think we, we stay away from transgression and we... Uh, we must not transgress. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. That divine, you know, divine words from God are good. Transgression, no good. What do you see in there, Stephanie? Well, I agree that the. I think it just. I think this is just a fact that um, a, a good king is going to give good sentences. It's going to give good. He's going to author or or promote good laws, good whatever. Um, because it says his mouth transgresseth not in judgment. In other words, he's doing, this is a king that's following God. He's following his principles of his word and it's going to be done right. It is. And, and that's what we need to be. We need to live that. We need to emulate that, that things are good, that these lips that share the divine hope of Jesus Christ, these lips that share the divinity of Jesus Christ and the, the salvation and those things shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be espousing transgression at the same time. I've always had a hard time with that, Stephanie. We've always known people who, you know, can say the prettiest words on God's green earth, uh, can make you, yeah. you know, love bomb you, make you feel good, make you feel pretty, make you feel handsome, make you feel awesome. All those different attributes that we like to feel. And then just in a few minutes later, slain the Holy Spirit of God, you know, <laughs> Yes. I mean, you got to admit that freaks you out. Doesn't that freak you out a little I'm, bit? I'm not laughing because yes, it does. <laughs> it, it just freaks me out. It's like, how can somebody do that? And folks, you know, it's easy to do. We got to be careful of that. Say, oh brother, but you know, the love of Christ has given me this day and all these things I go through sister. Oh, thank God for that. And five minutes later, like that idiot down the road, you know, he doesn't know God. I mean, come on folks. We, we can get this one right. And, and I think that's what God has for us to do with this today is to realize that we should be speaking words of love. We, we keep saying this, but it, it's, I think it's what God has for us. But words of love, words of grace, words of building up, words of making people. If you can't find something good about somebody, don't hang out with that person. I want to encourage yeah. people, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I want to, I want to be a living encouragement, not because of me, but because of what God has done for me. And there's people that are goofy out there and we got to encourage them. We got to encourage the goofy. And, uh, but anyway, so <laughs> we, I say, and if you get around, I mean, you're acting weird, yeah. she'll just say, 
You're freaking me out. Oh, you're She's really good at saying you're that. You're a knucklehead, yep. Uncle Doug. You're being like a knucklehead. Sitting on your lap all pretty and stuff. Just look at you and call you a knucklehead. And she's right. And uh, here we are in verse number 11. It says, and, and so with that same idea going, so when you have a five, almost six-year-old who's, who's ready to plug and play, you're living a good life. But look what it says. It says, a just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. And, and so again, a just weight. So this fair business and measurement, you know, over and over again, God's talked about, you know, it used to be they, they would use these weights. So our scale would be on one side you would put down a weight that weighed, let's say, exactly one pound or whatever the weight was. And then on this side, you would, if you were buying beans, screws, nails, whatever, you'd put exactly one pound in and then weigh each other out. Well, in the old days, people used to grind away at the weight of the one pound weight and make it less or whatever the case may be, they'd make it a little bit less and it wouldn't be just and the measurement wouldn't be right. And uh, this verse is reminding us that all weight and balance is God's. You know, we represent God mm -hmm. when we do that. And all the weights of the bag are his work. And so there needs to be a balance in here that's proper, that the, we have honest weights and scales that we're, we're doing things in the proper way. We're not trying to rip people off that, you know, everything's done in a proper way, that there's a fairness involved with it. I mean, what do you see in there, Stephanie? No, I agree. And, and to understand that we have an exact God. Um, yeah. I love math. Um I always loved math in that sense that it was exact. Okay. And, um, you know, you couldn't fiddle numbers. They are what they are. A number is either correct or it's incorrect. There's no in between. And that's the point here. I think it's, it's the fact that God is an exact God. And, um, when things are done in a way that's pleasing to him, they'll be done. I think there's a sense in which this carries over into life. They'll be done decently and in order, and we won't be involved in shadiness. Um, it says all the weights of the bag are his work. In other words, he, he has set science. He has set all of the boundaries. He has set the way things are to be done. Don't mess with them. Yeah. And don't mess with them. Yes. That, yeah. Don't, don't be in the shady gray area on things that God has made very clear are exact. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have a son who's a high school math teacher and, uh, and I think what he likes about it, my son is, is real concrete. He doesn't like change. Things have got to stay the same. And, you know, his new wife has been married coming up on a year now is learning that, you know, Doug is concrete, man. He's, and I think that's one of the reasons he was attracted to math as well and, and doing things right and properly and things of that nature. And, and uh, we see here, so, and, and then we go on to verse number 12, Stephanie, and it says, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. So, uh, so we're reminded that Solomon, you know, is out here reminding us that, you know, not to commit wickedness, uh, it's an abomination, it's wrong, and when the word abomination really just goes against God, and... Uh, uh, unfortunately, Solomon became a king who committed wickedness, and, and we know that in his life. And, and then going on talking about this throne being established on righteousness, on God's blessing, and uh, on his reign, uh, you know, there's a great potential when God gives new leaders, when God makes kings, when God makes presidents. It's, it's always, you know, in many cases, it's a breath of fresh air. We're going to have something new. We're going to have something godly. It's going to be right. Um, but you know, to be real, uh, uh, to commit, uh, wickedness is against God 
And, and that's mm-hmm. where we are. It's, it's, the ideal is always there, but the reality is we, we need not a king uh, to commit wickedness. We need not people mm-hmm. to be wickedness. We need people to be righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, understand the need that, that it's always okay to speak the truth. It's always the right thing to do. And to understand that a good per, a good king, okay, will like this. I think of our former president and the way he would surround himself with people that spoke righteousness, with people that spoke the truth. Um, but on a daily basis, we, we should want to surround ourselves with righteous lips. We should want to surround ourselves with those who love hearing right. We're, we are, we are the companions of those who fear God because a person who fears God will speak right. And where we love those, those are the people we love. Those are the people we hang out with. And I'm not just saying people that I think this is not just saying they speak right when this is, they speak right. In other words, they speak right because it is who they are. It's coming from their heart. We're not talking about hanging around with jerks who are deceptive. This is talking about truly true, true people who truly love the Lord and this is a part of their nature. This is a part of who they are. Right. And that needs to be who we surround ourselves with. Yeah. Birds of the feather flock together. Something you mentioned just a couple of podcasts ago. And then I think we can look at, I think 13 kind of ties things up here a little bit as well. It says righteous lips are the delight of Kings and they that love him, that they love him that speak right. So, uh, you know, righteous lips are the delight of kings and leaders, just speaking the right thing, saying the right thing. They're a delight. Uh, it's always important that kings, leaders, presidents, whatever the case may be, um, is somebody who, who suits them with righteousness and the right words and, and doesn't play, doesn't get involved. And, and they love that type of person. They love that person who speaks righteously, that person who speaks of good things, that speak, person who speaks honestly. And it's a pretty big deal, you know, being a king, being a president, being a potentate. Uh, one of the things that we remember, and, I, you know, being a little bit of a wasp, I guess, myself, uh, or coming from that background, you know, you look at kings and queens, and they're going to let you down. But if you look at the royal family right now in England, very rarely do you get a misspoken word. Very rarely do you hear them say something wrong or say something out of time or, you know, get behind a certain people group or something like that. And I think that's what the Lord is speaking of here. And not, and not that they're godly. I, I don't even know if they're saved. But I'm just saying that, you know, our righteous lips, you know, they can be very, can be delighted. They're a delight. And there's something you're looking for. Uh, there are delighted kings, leaders, presidents saying the right thing. You want to be a blessing to a leader. You want to be a blessing to people have righteous lips. And they, they love those people with righteous lips. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Be the one that makes the difference for good that is speaking right. And that stands up. Yeah. So often. You know, so many people today won't stand up and do what's right or say what's right. So often today, people just keep quiet, you know, and instead of getting yeah. up and saying, hey, sir, hey, ma'am, this this isn't the right way to do this. You know, there's a yeah. better way of doing yeah. this or, or you know, I don't yeah. think we should do this. I think we're representing things in an evil way or a wrong way. And, you know, folks, we can get hung up in this, but this is as simple as the job you work, as your parental responsibilities, as uh, uh, your relationships with your families and, and friends and things of that nature is taking that role. 
uh, taking that role of being righteous, of speaking righteousness, again, of speaking grace, of speaking love, of speaking honestly. And that doesn't mean, Stephanie, I mean, you know, some people for some reason believe that speaking honestly or speaking righteousness is saying stupid things too. Like, you're an idiot. I meant to tell you that. You know, it's just, you know, yeah. instead of saying, hey, brother, hey, sister, there might be a better way to do that. I mean, there's a right. there's a proper way to enter into this. There's a proper mm-hmm. way to administer how we speak to people. There's a proper way that how we deal with people today and every day. There's a proper way of dealing with folks. And, yeah. and we get frustrated. I mean, you got to admit, you got frustrated. You were married to a missionary. You were married to a pastor. I mean, there's some people that really messed with you guys. But you just can't yeah. go blow them up. Nope. You have nope. to. You have to love them, man. <laughs> you know. You wish you could sometimes. God forgive us for that. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is God gives us all we need to love people, and in the way we say things, you know, our words are everything. And the way we yeah. say those words, and the way we enter into those words, it's, it's so significant. I think it's. I think it's so important. So we started this off really talking about. You know, I guess we could use the word avoiding relationships or uh, difficulty keeping relationships, difficulty, you know, going through those things. And uh, we came out, we were talking about First Peter and we, uh, chapter four, and one of the verses that I really liked, I wanted to close with is using hospitality one to another without grudging. Uh, you know, grudging without being jealous as every man hath in verse number 10 hath received the gift. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You get to minister to somebody, you get to, you know, losing a relationship is not a good thing. Uh, the, the, yeah, (laughs) it can mess you up, man. And, uh, And I'm not talking about, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, you know, every facet of a, and I am talking about that, but not exclusively every facet of a relationship. You need to have that hospitality. You need to look out for one another, treat people good. And, uh, you know, the expectations of that, of godliness and, and going on. And, and, and I think it's so important that these relationships can slide away when we, when we get out of balance, Stephanie, when that PTSD shows up, when we're going down that wrong road and, and uh, we got about 30 seconds, anything you want to say about relationships on the way out, Stephanie? I, I think everything you said is is spot on and just keeping making sure that um, we are truly a, an ambassador of God's joy, God's peace, God's love, because that will result in us having righteous lips, which will result in good relationships um, and understanding that this is why God gave us Proverbs, you know, so that we can understand and have what we need to please him each and every day. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We want to please him and we want to help others. And that's what that verse is speaking of. Listen, we sure do love you folks. We want to make sure that all of you know, Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. Please listen to every word brother Eric's got to say here in a minute. If we can do anything to help you come on out to helpful wounded spirits, Facebook, Facebook page and drop us a message. We'll make sure to get a hold of you. Put on your calendar, May 29th, 1700 hours Eastern time, five o'clock is the worldwide premiere of Help with Wounded Spirits TV show. Hey, we hope you have a great day. Smile, take heart. Uh, God loves you today and so do we. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.